Hello, everyone. This is Travis J. Vernon, and welcome to today's podcast. I was so excited for podcast number 20 that I forgot to post podcast number 19. I got a call from my parents, and they said, did we miss something? We can't figure out how to listen to podcast number 19. So, well, it's just in the list with all the rest of them. Well, we listened to 20, and we listened to 18, but we just can't even find 19. And I thought, well, that's bizarre. I'll go ahead and just jump on there and check. And sure enough, like many times in my life when I thought my parents were wrong, it turned out that I was the one that was wrong. So welcome to episode 19 as we backtrack. Technically, I guess this would be episode 20 now, but we're just going to call it 19. Now, those of you who've listened to some of the other podcasts, I introduced you to my brother, Jared. I have a lot of stories with Jared. After college, I spent a bunch of time in the Midwest, and then there were some times that I lived in northern Utah, right on the border of Idaho. I lived in a little town called Colville, Utah, and my parents retired in a small town called Wanship, Utah. Well, my little brother decided that he wanted to become a police officer, and he loved his job. He worked in the police department for 15 years, got to do a lot of fun things, was able to be a, a school resource cop. He loved that. He loved being around the kids. And he also thoroughly enjoyed the time that he was able to spend with the SWAT team. He was the breacher with his team. And he used to tell me some fun stories about that. One of the fun things that he got to do that he really enjoyed was when he was able to go on Uinta Mountain Runs. So that funny little corner in northern Utah that's cut out by the state of Wyoming, there is a road called the Mirror Lake Highway, Highway 150, that runs from Camas, Utah to Evanston, Wyoming. It's about 72 miles from end to end. And when my brother was a school resource officer, he was actually in Camas at South Summit High School. Well, one particular day... He asked if I wanted to do a ride-along. I said, that'd be fun. I'm just getting off work. I've been fishing all day. I'll meet you at Mom and Dad's. So he meets me at Mom and Dad's. He's going to go do a quick forest run up on the Mirror Lake Highway. And it was going to be the last, the last part of his shift. So afterwards, he would just drop me off at my parents' place. So he picks me up, and on the drive up to Camas, I ask him why they have to do a forest run. And he explains that because it's so far away, they try and keep an officer on the road. Because if anything happens up in the Uinta Mountains, they want to have someone a little bit closer to respond to any problems or accidents. Otherwise, it's quite a bit of a delay to either get an officer in from the Wyoming side or from the Utah side on the Mirror Lake Highway. Now, the Mirror Lake Highway closes every year during the wintertime. They shut the gates, and it's an outstanding place to go snowshoe, Nordic ski, snowmobile. It's just an amazing location. Lots of trailheads, lots of lakes. Depending on the snow year, it won't even open until around the 4th of July on most years. Now, on this year, it had already opened, but it was still in the month of June. But there was still quite a bit of snow up there. So we're driving up. We get to Camas. And Jared looks at me and says, you have your cell phone, right? I'm like, yeah, I have my cell phone. 
So we're talking and he's showing me all the spots that he was able to work. I don't remember if it was a summer in high school or a summer in college that he worked for a road crew on the Mirror Lake Highway. And he was showing me all the little spots that he used to go. He'd have to do a little bit of work and then he'd have about an hour break and he'd run down to the streams or the lakes and he'd fish for a bit, read books. And he was pointing out some of his secret spots. I was pointing out some of my secret spots. Because when I was in the Midwest, there was quite a bit of time that we didn't get to hang out. So it was fun just riding with him, heading up into the mountains. Well, we get up farther and farther, maybe 30 miles in at this point. And out of the blue, in his patrol vehicle, all the lights and things inside, his phone, his pagers, whatever they are, everything blipped and flashed at the exact same time. He gets this really funny look on his face and types a couple of things on his keyboard as he pulls off the side of the road. Then he says, Trav, you have your cell phone, right? Like, really? Like, yeah, I pulled it out. Do you have reception? Like, yeah, I have reception. And he gets this weird look on his face. I'm like, what's going on? It's like, Trav, I'm so sorry. But this is a SWAT call out. And I have to go. And I have to go right now. And you can't be in my vehicle for SWAT or lights and sirens. So you need to get out. Mike Jared, I'm wearing thin, quick, dry trousers, flip-flops, and a sun shirt. I have no other gear. Everything else is in my truck. He's like, Trav, I'm sorry. You need to get out. I have to go. My dude, can't you get, just get out? So for a minute, I'm thinking, ah, oh, he's just screwing with me. He's just going to leave me in the mountains on the side of the road early season, middle of the week, when it's getting dark and cold, with me as unprepared as I've probably ever been in my life. And I step out of the truck, and he completes a quick U-turn, rolls his window down, and screams out, I'm so sorry about this. And off he goes. Lights and sirens, out of the mountains. Sirens fade. That moment of peace comes over the woods as animals start to move around again. And I realize that he's not joking. That he has just left me in the mountains. And the last mile marker I could remember was mile marker 26. Well, this sucks. So in the Uinta Mountains, there are very, very few places that you actually get cell reception. It's a blessing and a curse at the same time. Mostly a blessing. So I pull out my phone, and I call my dad, and he answered. My dad, I need a favor. Now, anytime my father knew that we were going out to do something that was no good, like toilet papering people on Halloween, those types of activities, he would tell us as we left, Now, boys, don't waste your phone call calling me if you get caught, because I'm not going to come pick you up. I'm going to let you sit there. So call somebody else. But this was a real emergency. 
So I called my dad. My dad, I'm at mile marker 26 on the Mirror Lake Highway. I need you to come pick me up. And he laughs. I thought you were doing a ride along with your brother. Like I am. Or was. And he just got called out for SWAT. And left me on the side of the road. He left you on the side of the road? Yeah, I'm a little concerned about that too. So anyway, I don't have a jacket. Don't have any gear. And I'm wearing flip flops. Don't think I'm going to be able to walk the 26 miles back to town. Oh, do you know how late it is? I'm like, yes, sir. I know how late it is. I'm sorry to call. <sighs> All right. Well, it's going to take me an hour to get there. I'm like, I know. I'll start walking. To this day, I wonder if there was really a SWAT call out or if Jared was just getting even with me. He still says that it was a SWAT call out. But that kid left me in the mountains stranded. Huh. <laughs> Dad wasn't super stoked either. He was getting at that stage of life where 8 o'clock is bedtime. And it was getting dark at about 9.30. And it was just about getting dark. So I, I had to have, if not woken him up, he was getting ready for bed when I called. I used to think that was hilarious. But now, I totally get it. I like getting up really early in the morning, getting a start on the day, going out and doing things. So there I am, walking down the Mirror Lake Highway in flip-flops, quick dry clothes. It's getting dark and cold. And I decided that from then on, I would keep a small jump kit in my vehicle so that I always had something. If my brother's like, hey, do you want to go somewhere? He was always super funny. He's one of those guys that doesn't like to talk on the phone very much. So, like every guy. And you'd be having a conversation with him. You'd call him for something. He would talk to you for a moment. Never let you get a word in edgewise. You'd never get to ask the question or find out the information that you called about. And then he'd just randomly say, Well, alright, I gotta go. Click. Doesn't wait for goodbye. Doesn't wait for hey funny dude so my dad picks me up drives me back to his place i get my vehicle i drive home years later just out of the blue jared calls me pick up the phone I'm like hello he's like you remember that time that i took you on a ride along and then just left you on the side of the road up in the mountains i'm like yeah and he laughs and hangs up the phone <laughs> ah little punk but one day I was having a, one of those pensive days. I was in the process of my divorce. And I went to one of my happy places, which is down on the river. I was just sitting on the rocks watching the clouds and the water and the foam. And just kind of thinking about things. And Jared calls. I'm like, hey, little brother. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, sitting on the river, thinking about life. Watching the foam and the clouds and the birds and... All of a sudden, he screams at me. Trav, 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 Trav. Stop it. There are rainbows and butterflies coming out of my phone now. Click. Hangs up on me. <laughs> Such a punk. Apparently, he just wanted to talk about fun things. And the minute I started to get any kind of serious, <laughs> he throws down with, there's rainbows and butterflies coming out of my phone. Ah, <laughs> oh, that kid. Well, there's a few more Jared stories for you.
Maybe I'll tell some super embarrassing stories about Jared in the next podcast. Those will be fun. Thanks for listening, everybody. And get out there and live your stories.